Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Scanline Tabletop, and specifically our Starsung Distance campaign. Uh, been a while. Uh, I'm Six Detmar. I'm not really, I mean, normally I'm your game manager. I, today I'm just another player, though I will still do some, some I guess, some GME things, just because that's, you know. That's what you do. That's what and you I'm, do. I'm kind of overseer of the setting, I guess, in a way. Yeah, so. you're the person I refer to. And by the way, yes, I am Kyrie Page. In case you were wondering. Kyrie, uh... Yes? Stars and Distance is over. Why are we here? Well, it's because, as far as I know, you had a very cool episode of Mechanista and G, which if you're not listening to Mechanista and G, you should. In which you had a guest, a guest whose name I forgot off the top of my head because i'm the professional on i'm a professional uh our guest's name was grant aka ironicus ironicus yes uh and he wrote a pretty cool game that mm -hmm. i think we're gonna have an inter a very interesting time with yeah i agree um he happened to mention, he was like, oh, and, you know, I, I, I've been getting into to mecha stuff the last couple of years, and I wrote a game called Last Shooting, which is, of course, the uh, name of the iconic uh, last conflict in, in the original Gundam between uh, the main character, Amro Ray, and his rival, Shar Aznable. Oh, I get that reference. Yeah. Because I watched all of <laughs> 0079. <laughs> It's that, it's that headless Gundam shooting upwards and pointing, you know? Yep. That's the, that's the last shooting. Yep. Um, and so this game is a game about sort of the last confrontation between two rivals. Um, it is uh, a, a two-player uh, game, and it doesn't necessarily have a, a game manager, right? Um, it's just it's just the two players. Um, as I say, I'll still do GME stuff because there'll still be times where, generally, the way the play you gave you wait. Ooh, generally, the way you play this game is you go in uh, knowing nothing, and being like, okay, let's figure out what we're doing. Um, obviously, we already have a bit of a setting. Yes, we do. And uh, if there are questions about that setting, I am probably the one to answer them. Though there will be times where there are blanks, and I'll be happy to work out those blanks with Kyrie. Yep. Um. But yeah, um, so the way we start out first, we need to figure out like the the very basics here. We have to decide who our our characters are. We each get a main character basically, and we also each represent a faction because in the background we are also deciding a war and how it goes. Right. So, I think it makes the most sense if we do. Uh, I'll I'll be. Uh, you'll be uh, Robin Nakia, your your character from uh, Star Sunk Distance Season One. Yep. And I will be uh, your rival, Signal Static, uh, Ace Pilot for the Valkyrium. Correct. Yeah, we like when. <laughs> Like, little peek behind the curtain, like, Six, when you proposed this game, you were like, this is the matchup. Like, this has to happen. 
it was like, I mean, you know, we could figure something else out, but like, this is the, this is the good one. This is yeah. the booking that we, you know, yeah. I mean, I can, I can try and figure out some way that, you know, we have some other, you know, like this is the one. Um, and that also puts us in an interesting spot for this game, right? Um, because we'll get into it. We we have done some more talk about how this setup goes, but basically we are each going to be representing a faction. Um, I believe you should probably be representing the Glass Spectre slash the Planet of Araya, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Signal Static, my character, will be representing the Valkyrium, which is interesting because we're both representing factions that we're not part of anymore. Right, yeah, that is kind of the interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that says a lot about, you know, like, what what does it mean to be part of a faction, really, right? Like, these characters may have, uh, as it were, quit their jobs, but like their their fate is still tied to to the causes that that got them involved in this in the first place. Um, yeah, yeah. So the first, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. So, first question is: We need to decide on 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 either side of this. What is this war about? Well, I know that for the planet of Araya, it was a war of freedom because they were oppressed by the Valk. Uh, the Valk um, caused, you know, having the blockade over the planet Araya and Robin was originally, like, trying to fight against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is a. It is a uh, war for liberty on the um, on Aurea's side. For the Valkyrium, it is. Um, they are trying to prevent uh, what they see as a, a an inevitable disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, because their perspective is that uh, they have very strong opinions about technology and how it should be used, specifically artificial intelligence, uh, because of some experiences in the past of the faction. And uh, they saw the way that Aurea was using technology and were like, hey, if we let you go down this path, you're going to wipe out the the intelligent life, basically. Um, so I'm going to, I guess I'll say, like, preservation of the future versus liberty. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, that is, we are saying it from the perspective of the factions, how much we think, for example, the Valkyrium is full of shit is, you know, what it is. Exactly. Now, what is your motive in the war? So, I was thinking about it and I think when we were talking about it and we were trying to figure out Robin's motivation and I think his motivation is like, I looked at the list and the one that stuck out to me was compulsion. You also can come up with your own. For the sure. Sure. But compulsion seemed to like fit because like Robin is a fighter. Mm hmm. He always has been, but he recently has to, like, reckon with that compulsion, I think. 
I see. I see. So it's just sort of like the the drive to to fight to sort of like face these these sorts of of challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he has this drive but like it was used by um forces beyond his his control. Mhm. So in a weird roundabout way before I even <laughs> before I even watched 0079 I kind of made an Amaro by accident. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of did. Yeah. Um I swear I never watched Gundam before we <laughs> Well, I watched some Gundam before we're doing Star Sunk Distance. <laughs> Whereas uh before seeing it, I kind of made an Akagi. Um because the thing that drives signal static is resolution. Uh signal static like got involved with the war just cuz you know that's a, that's a that's a thing to do right Mm. but signal static is a person who wants to see stories to the end who hates leaving stories halfway done uh signal static is a person who like can't let things go yes can't can't ever stop like uh signal static has books that she reads that she doesn't give a shit about the book she just wants to have finished it right um, and this carries over to your rivalry. This is part of why it has become a rivalry is in the history of, of Star Sung Distance. It isn't like you kept chasing down this character. She came after you. Yes. And because when sorry, we get ahead. it and when we get into the setup of this duel, uh, that will become very plainly obvious. <laughs> yeah, because because for her, it was a situation where she never felt like this story resolved itself, right? Like, in her mind, the the way things stand right now is that you two played, like, a fighting game match and you each took a round and then walked away from the cabinet. And she's like, no, 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 get the fuck back here. This doesn't, this doesn't end until one of us is dead. Or at least, like, a mess, right? It's, again, mm-hmm. the Akagi, like, this ends once I've, once one of, we've dragged this match into hell, right? Exactly. Um, so for her, that's, that's her, um, her motivation here. Uh, credentials, um, these are actually a lot, a lot easier for us, right? Because we kind of already have these, mm-hmm. uh, so we can just, you know, quickly write down, uh, name, I'll go ahead and do that, signal static, uh, I'll I'll trust you to do your own. I I already I already kind of wrote out the credentials. Oh okay. Oh wow. So I'm behind. <laughs> uh, let me let me change one thing. All right. Uh, the only thing to to really note here um, is that the machine that uh, Signal Static will be piloting this is the Ultima Ratio Regine. Uh, who and production run? Um, I mean, it is a unique machine made by uh, Rex Servo Navalia. Right, and I will be piloting. And again, we'll get into the how this is set up. But I will be piloting the Nulla. Yeah, back in back in the saddle, huh? Back in the saddle again. Is this only the second time you piloted that thing? 
Or uh, is it the third? It's second or third? I think it is the... It would be the second time I've piloted it because I had the duel with uh, Jibin mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the Nulla. And that was like the only time I got to use it. <laughs> As I lamented, I think I lamented during the episodes. It was like, gosh, this is a cool machine. I got the pilot one time. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got yourself involved in some shit. You made some choices that yep. no, no more mech battles happened. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, okay. Well, that done, I think we move on to our opening then. <sighs> gonna gonna do the damn thing. Yeah, we're gonna do it. So setting the stage here. Um scene one. And I guess I guess um, we already know. Well, I guess we don't know how long. How, how long have you been a pilot? We don't know that. And yeah, we should answer these questions. We, we may, may may know some of these answers, but it's still sure. You know. I mean, the answer to how long Robin has been a pilot has been most of his life, or as long as he cares to remember. Mm. Okay. I think for Signal Static, it's been about seven years. Okay. So, you know, quite a while, but, uh, like, I would, like, since she's been about 16. Sure. Uh, lied about her age to get in early and just, you know, been enjoying the enjoying the battlefield ever since. Of course. Uh, background question, have you two met on the battlefield before? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little, a little. Um, and then, uh, how do you feel about your faction and who knows it? So as it is that like right now where we're taking place, where we left off, Mm -hmm. how do you feel? How does, I guess we could, we could sort of split it into two parts for, for, for Robin, right? Mm -hmm. How, uh, how does Robin feel about, the glass specter and how does robin feel about orea because the war isn't just the glass specter versus the valk the glass specter is sort of the active part of it but like you know the planet itself is still the victim here Mm -hmm. i think robin's feelings towards the glass specter is one of a bit of resentment like he feels like he got played on some level mm-hmm. and is like he he feels kind of done with their shit mm-hmm. now Araya, he still has feelings for Araya. like he wants to see his planet freed um but I think on some level he's realizing how monumental of a task that is and how he's only just one person. You know, and yet, mean? yeah, and yet the course of this game that may happen, depending on how this goes, it may just happen today for us. Who knows? Um, I think for Signal Static, uh, the way she feels about the Valk Imperium is kind of like... 
Valk Imperium is one of is is a is a forever war faction, right? Right. They're always going to have something to fight. They've been in war for since she was born and long before it, and will almost certainly continue to be long after it. And because of this, I think the way she thinks about the Valk Imperium is like. I mean, she finds war fairly agreeable for her her personal what she wants to do in life, um, and that's partially because she has never considered the alternative of there not being war. That doesn't even occur to her. Right. It might be that she would actually find it very nice to settle down. It just that doesn't even you know it's kind of like asking like what would life be like if you didn't breathe? She'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, so I think for her, the Valkyrium is uh, she is sort of like very like very loosely patriotic in the sense that like she appreciates the opportunities she has and she has bought into a lot of the propaganda about base. Basically, she hasn't bought into the propaganda about how great the Valk is, but she has bought into the propaganda about how stupid the other factions are. Right. Uh, and so she's kind of like, I mean, you know. Everybody else is a moron. I might as well work for the Valk unless I get a better job offer, which she has. So right, at this point, might as well might as well play for the winning team. Right, right. Um, she wants she wants the 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 group that gives her the best stage, and uh, she does have a little bit of affection where she's you know her home where she's come from, but honestly not that much. Um. All right. Set the scene. Uh, scene one establishes the first significant encounter between you two pilots. Obviously, of our st- of this story, we've had significant encounters in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the way this starts is talk about uh, where Robin is at these days. So, after the events at the end of Starsung Distance, uh, Robin has sort of settled on the planet of venus uh we're working with the anti-entropists but he has not been in a mech suit in quite some time like ever since he thinks that the nulla has been lost and the phoenix was destroyed he kind of took it as some sort of sign of like you know maybe i shouldn't be doing this right Mm -hmm. so he but he, he quickly proves himself to the anti entropists as a um, reliable engineer um, and has been spending the interim months just kind of helping in the background. Uh, he has been, he, like, ever since he, he's, he basically has lost a lot of things in his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he lost his most of his crew he lost his mech he lost even Watkins as we established like I don't know if we established it at the end of season one but um when Robin like slammed his head you know you know when his head slammed against the door of the of the cullet uh he lost Watkins and mm-hmm. has lost the ability to communicate with them yeah, I think our understanding is that Watkins is still sort of in there. It's just that the link is broken, basically. Right. Which is, it's it sounds hellish, but fortunately Watkins is an AI and doesn't especially, like, is, you know, a fairly advanced AI, but wasn't programmed with, like, boredom. 
So Watkins is okay. Don't worry about yes. Watkins. Don't worry about Watkins. They're fine. Um, but you know, I I've I've kind of imagined that like Robin just has like you know this white headband on and is working spending their days working on the tech that the anti-entropists are working on and is learning more about that and has sort of felt that maybe he can get a new start here but there is like a lingering flame in his heart Mm -hmm. that he just can't extinguish and I think, um, so the anti-entropists on Venus have been have been watching the uh, the Vulcan project, right? They they created a, a a very basic little planet, right? A planetoid uh, inside the orbit of Mercury, and it's been disintegrating, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of their job has been gathering data on that. Um, however, as as we know, often the Solaris sector. Um, they sort of repeated this experiment and produced a much more impressive planet there. Um, and I think um, the, sort of the, the the word has come down that like it's time to stop just being a, a listening post, right? It's time to just stop just sitting here and observing things. Mm-hmm. Um, things are happening in the solar sector and help will be needed and it's time to prepare for that. So um the um like it's it's a little unclear like what form that takes right now but it is like people are trying to get things in shape they're supposed to have some like some like some visitors soon that are going to help with the production of some new whatever the new project is right mm-hmm. um probably there are people here who know that are higher up but like also, it's 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 not like a it's not exactly like a need to know basis kind of thing. It's more just like you know things haven't totally trickled down yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is one day that, uh, for the first time, you know, since since you did it yourself, uh, ships start arriving, right? And these ships are like white with um like black highlights they're very like they look like like concept art of like nasa shuttles right like nasa shuttles end up not being nearly as sleek as their concept art but they look they look like that concept art Um, sure much more much more streamlined and um very like classical design but but elegant um and several of these coming for a landing, obviously they've they've brought significant supplies with them. Um and you see, you know, some people with, with clipboards and you know and come off, clearly like engineers or whatever. Um and after the initial like hustle, it's like, okay, this doesn't actually seem to involve me. And you kind of get back to your, your normal business. Um and I don't, what like what are you working on? Um, I think Robin is just working on some kind of like communications array. Mm. You know, just 
stuff that he can just this the stuff that he's learned from the antientropists and is just trying to apply that knowledge and he's you know kind of combining his own knowledge of engineering with it and what does robin look like hmm. uh hmm he is still like his hair is a little longer since uh the events uh, like he ha- used to have like a kind of military haircut mm-hmm. but now it's been it's been months so he's kind of let it grow out a little bit um and no facial hair uh but he um is still wearing like his uh jacket mm-hmm. like he's kind of like wearing his his comfortable clothing basically like the clothing that he had been wearing before gotcha um and i think you can feel someone is staring at you uh from behind just you know watching you work intently and uh if you don't react after a bit you hear a voice say I actually thought you'd be shorter. Can I? <clears throat> do I do I recognize the voice? I think it seems familiar, but you can't place it immediately. I would say. Um, kind of turns around, says like, "Can I help you?" And what is what does Robin see? So I don't think Robin's ever actually seen signal static before. Um, it's mm-hmm. always been through comms and, and you know, in a mobile suit. Uh, Signal Static is a, um, I would say, like, fairly tall um, for, for a woman. Like, maybe, like, 5'11", um, lady, uh, tall, slender. She's wearing a um, white and black with a little bit of gold trim. Um, like, not a normal, uh, not a proper normal suit. It's it's more tight fit than that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's closer to an Eva plug suit, but not quite as horny as that. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, she has on like a sort of a, a little bit of one of those like um, headbands that doesn't connect over the forehead. Right. Just sort of loops mm-hmm. around the sides. Um, she has her um, sort of her, her black hair in a... Um, a, like a thick uh, ponytail behind her. Um, she has uh, her eyes strike you because it's black sclera. You know, the whites of the eyes are actually black and the mm-hmm. irises are uh, um, silver and like look like intricate in a way. It's like, okay, these are clearly implants. Um, and then she has a little bit of a scar over near her chin. And she sort of, you know, seems to be sizing you up. I think maybe on some level, Robin knows this is Signal. Mm. Like, he just, like I said, the little flame in his heart, like, is starting to stir. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh, I know this person. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten much taller ever since, you know, 
whatever. Can I help you? I hope so. I've come a very long way. Yeah, I can tell. Seems like you know who I am. That makes things easier. Well, you certainly know who I am. Well, I had to ask a few people. It took me a bit to find you. <sighs> Robin Akia, what the fuck are you doing here? Would you prefer Baxter Base Lord? I know you went by that at one point. That was a dumb name. Well, I'm glad to hear you say it at least. I I don't know what my bosses were thinking. Well, not your bosses anymore, huh? Is that is that why you quit? Is the bad name? Might be one of the reasons. I mean, listen, I'm not judging. I uh, I quit too, so you know, here we are. Private sector, right? That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I had a lot of ideas as to what I was gonna say here, but. I'm getting impatient. I think we need to settle this. I know we need to settle this. Come here. I brought you a present. Oh. Uh, and she leads you over towards the ships, and you can see that they're unloading cargo, right? Um, And they brought, like, some, you know, some materials for for repairs and stuff they brought more fuel um and they're also unloading uh two mecha they had more mecha than that but those are the ones that they're unloading um and one of them you recognize as oh wait this is the whatever the one that uh signal static was using when you last fought her um oh the um what was it? The Queen's Last Stand or something like that? The Ultima Ratio Regina, the last argument of Queens. Yes. Last argument of Queens, that's it. Um I don't know if the name ever came up on on for uh for Robin, but yeah. As 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 the audience we know. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I was just trying to inform the mm -hmm. audience. Yeah. And then um the other one and sort of there's a moment where you're like, that's a you know, like, okay, this is a uh Hmm. This is a Meridian mech, and then you're like, wait up. That's the Nulla. How'd you get your hands on this signal? Well, let's just say I had to leave town real fast after grabbing it. Good thing you happened to be all the way out here. It made things a lot easier. Uh, I know I'm going to have been gone for months by the time I get back, but... Still think the Meridian and the Spectre are going to be pretty pissed at me for this one. You'd think they... <sighs> no, I'm sure they locked that thing up tight. Oh, relatively. You... They mostly just depended on the fact that no one knew it existed, which uh, some people knew it existed. Right. I tried to get your uh, your other machine, too, but I didn't see it. I don't know if they were holding it somewhere else or what. Disintegrated in the atmosphere. 
Uh, this one? This atmosphere? Yep. That'll do it. Venus is not the most gentle planet. Alright, well. That's... Ah, shit, I just realized you had my flicker system on there. I wanted that back. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe after after all this, I'll have the team scour the planet. Maybe it'll still be in working shape down there. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> we gave the civilians here a star show with that. Yeah, I mean, Rentech's hard to break, but yeah, uh, probably wishful thinking. So, you know the area. Where's good? I think... Uh, I think Robin is, basically thinks about it and knows that there's, like, a part of the planet that isn't really inhabited. Hmm. And he goes, like, this is... You could also hmm. do other, air, like, the, you didn't do anywhere in the system if you want. Sure, but I want this to be in, like, in inside of a planet. Okay. I think that is... I think he just says, like, I know somewhere that we're the only ones that are going to get hurt. Okay. That works. Um, I will bring some uh, escorts. They won't interfere or anything, but part of the way I was able to get this done is they want the data. So you know they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna have some some. I don't know, like the the the, the like radar gun, like they're move, like you know measuring a, a a baseball pitch or something. I don't know what the hell they do. Well. <sighs> hmm. All right. Well, uh, this went. I thought I was going to have to talk you into it. This went smoother than I thought. But you know, I think if you asked me on any other day, I would say no. I would say I'm done with this, but. I can't describe it, but... I think she looks into your eyes. And she doesn't blink. She doesn't blink anymore with her, her robot eyes. He stares back. And she says, no. I think on basically any day you'd say yes. I think you're right. All right. Well, let's let's decide what we're uh, we're auctioning here. Okay. Uh Hmm. So we can auction mech resources and personal resources. Yes. Um, mech resources obviously be unless you want to wager like things that haven't been repaired or something. It probably doesn't make as much sense at this point. Right. Huh. Hmm. Uh, so first, we have to buy in. We do both have to have to play something just to buy in in the first place. Right. 
Nope, that's Twitter. I'm trying to open up the book. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bid something in the data file. I think for signal static, I think her her buy-in right here is reputation. She has a reputation as being a professional. Uh, <laughs> and the way it works is first you define that and then, you know, you destroy it if you wager it again. Um, right. So first, so first we're just defining uh, reputation professional. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to see how that could get destroyed through all this. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think uh, this just came to mind and you can help me out on this one but is maybe Robin is bidding like stability like um, trying to think how to define it like he had something stable and simple going on, mm -hmm. but now he is—he's getting back into the pilot seat, and he is like potentially giving up like his quiet life as an engineer. Okay, if that makes sense. Sure, I think I—I I think I get that. Um, so, how do you want to define that? I mean, we could just write stability and then just wipe it out if, if yeah, that works. Uh, I wrote down stability. Um, I think it's defined as... I don't, I don't know how to necessarily define it off the top of my head. I mean, we could um, just, we could just, I mean... Stability seems like it is a specific version of one of these things. It's just not easy to tell what, so we can just say stability, and that's fine. Okay. All right. Um, I think... Let me see here. Uh, we can, I guess, we, we can wager um, mecha stuff because we could just define it, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I think um, it's sort of it's it's funny because after this, you know, like this tent standoff, it turns into just pilots getting ready. Right. And I think uh, signal static walks over and she's talking to her team and she like gets up on a crane and like runs her finger along the edge of her like one of her jade and gold swords there's there's um she doesn't have like she does have beam sabers but they're not they're not her main melee weapon she has these like fancy uh ornamental like vibro heat blades uh, mm -hmm. that are made of of well that look like they're made of jade obviously it's not actual jade um it looks cool though it does look cool um so she is wagering she is raising with signature weapon one jade swords Um, you can re-raise or you can call. Or I, I guess you can probably fold, right? Um, you can just give in. <laughs> like, yeah, but... <laughs> I lose the war. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. It's all over. <laughs> I had this big old talk and I was like, whoop, it's over. Uh, no. 
Um, I think I will call that wager where I think Robin does a similar thing. Like mm-hmm. he gets into this mecha that he's only piloted once, but it feels intense familiarity with. Mm-hmm. And he also has a melee weapon, and that's like the plasma axe. Yeah. And that is, he's like, he felt powerful with the plasma axe. Like, there was something to its ability to just, it was simple and it destroyed whatever um, was unfortunate enough to be in its path. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, I think he thinks of this weapon as an extension of himself in some way. So I will define a plasma axe. I'm looking at the rules here. I'm curious if I'm allowed to... Uh, nobody may place a bid to destroy except for a tiebreaker rule. Um, okay, so... Got it. Um, do we feel like one of these is obviously more meaningful a bid than the other? Hmm. I think that... I mean, I think both Robin and Signal see these mecha and these weapons as extensions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And they see, like... Like, yeah, they're an extension of the self. You know, Signals is very ornate and beautiful and but also destructive whereas you know robbins is simple and effective you Mm -hmm. know and i think there's a like there can be an argument made like meta meta narratively or whatever that signal static is sort of like putting more on the line in a way because of you know she's she we both switched factions but she came all the way out here and made the talk to make this happen but Mm -hmm. she's also had the time she's had literally like a, like a couple of months in, in you know hyperspace travel to get herself ready for this right yeah robin has had hours right so in that way it kind of evens out um so if you think it's a tie uh i have i to me this feels like it should be robin on the back foot for this first scene yeah i i think so too and so as a tiebreaker, I'm willing to destroy the reputation professional. Okay. I think in that particular case, I think, right, for this scene, I think it makes sense. Because Signal is willing to go all out like at the beginning of this. Because she has a goal. And I think, like, yeah, we get, like, there were, there were you know, people among um, 
Rex Servo Navalia were like, oh yeah, no, it happens all the time. People go private sector and it's just, you know, it's just a smart thing to do. And they see Robin and, you know, it's not like Robin is, looks like a, you know, schlubby or anything, but it's like coming face to face with like, this is what she threw it away for was to duel this guy? What's wrong with you? Um, And I think... And I... Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. Um, I, I'm thinking that I, I'm just imagining this like wide battlefield, this almost desert like battlefield mm-hmm. in which the Nulla and the um the Ultima, yeah, the Nulla and the Ultima are like facing off and there is just this sensation coming from the Ultima that is one of Oh my god, she is serious about this. Mm-hmm. Like like in causes and like you said causes her reputation to go down because it's like what is she doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me see here. So I think um I think for our purposes though like the the two things we can do once you've won is you can cause harm or you can seize resources, right? Mm-hmm. And I think since ours is taking place in such a more compact, like, normally this game sort of chronicles the history of a rivalry, right? Right. Rather than just being the one big encounter at the end. And so uh, I think the, the change we're going to make for our purposes is that instead of seize resources, basically, you can either cause harm, you can do something to your rival, or you can do something to the war. Right. Okay. Um, and so, and, and I think, I don't think doing something to to Robin makes sense right now. Um, <sighs> boy. <laughs> um, so I guess on the war front, um, I think like it is finally made clear, like openly and officially that the glass specter is an array in faction there's no mystery anymore okay i think that but i'm hmm i guess my i i okay um so this kind of like happens in the background Yes, it's sort of like, like, I mean, you can just imagine, like, the, you know, inner cuts, right, to what's mm-hmm. happening back in the sector. Yeah, because, like, the Valk were getting close, mm-hmm. and I think that after months and months, they finally put two and two together. Mm-hmm. It also, honestly, probably doesn't doesn't hurt. Like, if you want to tie it into our narrative, which I don't think you have to, I think, like, the, the thematic linking is enough, but... Uh, Signal Static, you know, figured it out and made a move against them, and she doesn't work for them anymore. But it would make sense if they sort of like, hey, what what was she up to? Right. Um. So. And obviously, just the the size of these factions. Um. If the, uh if the Valkyrium knows what the Spectre is, uh, that's the fight becomes very very hard for the Spectre. Right. All right, scene two.
Okay. Um. Uh, so I think that this fight is like starting to escalate. I think I don't know, I was just thinking about um, Robin and Signal are basically having like a conversation at the same time as this fight is going on. Mm, just like that classic, like comms are open, talking it out. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's it, you know, it's a very personal fight here, and almost, I mean, except for the fact that probably one of them is going to kill the other, it's almost recreational, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think Robin wants to ask the question. It's like, tell me, Signal, what are you really fighting for? I think the fight is happening like on the top of like one of the taller mountains on Venus that is like mm-hmm. is like a monitoring post. So they have some like some antennas and stuff there. So that to, so they have equipment to clear out the the dense clouds the acid rain and everything but Mm -hmm. no one actually goes there it's all unmanned um and uh yeah she is she is coming in with those those two swords and and you know like there's a quick like flurries and and you know a lot of like clash clash back off circle clash clash yeah um and she says i need to close the book you know that feeling and she goes in and she like faints at your leg and then goes for goes for the upper and you parry and she backs off again yeah she says where something came up right you were at a movie movie was going great and then you got an urgent call and you had to leave and it's just driving you crazy. You have to know how the movie ended. You know? That's really it. I I can't pretend it's anything that fancy. I just... I know I have to know where this goes. Well, for being honest, I think I know this feeling, but I I kind of have the opposite problem. Signal, I feel like I want to just fight you forever. Uh, I think she laughs. And she's like, oh. Well, I guess that's a kind of ending, isn't it? But uh, I'm not sure you can pull it off. Yeah. A little impossible, but guy can try, right? Because I've seen plenty of endings in my life. Well, then show me something. All right. And he also is getting very serious about this fight. And I think that... I think 
so do we define something and then bid it? Well, we do. We you um yeah, but we should answer some some background questions. I think. Sure. Um. So, how would life be worse if your faction won the war? How would life be worse if your faction won? Yes. Um. It's easy to guess how it would be if it lost. You know. Yeah. I can answer for signal static. That's very easy. Um, if the Valkyrium was at peace, uh, signal static would probably just have an existential crisis, right? Right. Uh, if if the Valkyrium's not at war, probably nobody else in the sector significant is at war because they're the main source of of tension, and she would just be at a complete loss as to how to live her life. She would just be, you know, she would, she would be out of a job and not just like, not just out of the job. And like, I don't have a paycheck anymore. She has spent her life training herself to do a thing. And suddenly that thing doesn't exist anymore. I think, I think honestly, I think it's similar for Robin because he is driven to, like, say he wants to keep going and wants to keep fighting. And if Aurea destroyed the blockade and ended the Valks, like, grip on Aurea, he doesn't have an enemy anymore. You know? Mm. Sort of defined his life in opposition to something. Right, because he spent so much of his life, like, he... He has spent so much of his life trying to get revenge because, you know, his partner Leo got dis- got killed in an airstrike, right? Mm-hmm. And ever since that moment, he's like, I want revenge, right? And that has propelled him down some dark paths. But on some level, it gave him a purpose that he never quite had before. And he think and he thought that he could put away that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. He thought that by joining the anti-entropists, he could finally put away that feeling of wanting revenge or wanting to keep fighting, right? Mm-hmm. But the moment signal showed up, you know that that flame started burning again, mm-hmm. and I think. I think life would be worse in that he would like life is pretty simple when you have a big enemy to fight. Mm-hmm. It just means fight that enemy. But if they're gone, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. Uh, what has life in the war shown you that you would never have seen without it? I think, hmm, I think it has shown Robin that even when, like, he was very simple and very focused, Mm -hmm. and he has discovered that not everybody shares in that, you know, he has learned that, you know, for example, the Volk always wants to have an enemy. 
Like, it's never going to stop for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people can also be conniving. (laughs) And people can, like, Like, it's a lot more complicated. Like, he he is realizing that things are a lot more complicated than his desire for petty revenge. I think for Signal Static, she's had a lot of, like, revelations about the way she sees bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she she has some cybernetics. She's seen people get really fucked up and sometimes die, sometimes live. And it's really driven home for her a thought that, like, she might have, like, idly had, but is really, like, really striking to her right now, which is, like, your body is just another vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing that the war has, has shown her is that, like... When people talk about like the like the idea of like oh I'm never unarmed I've got these guns right um, mm-hmm. that's like kind of a dumb line but also I think she kind of does think about it that way now she thinks about the fact that the body is just a weapon and it doesn't you know it can do more than that but like she sees the potential for violence in a lot of things that she didn't before right. Um, and I don't think it necessarily, like, I don't think if you asked her, she would say it disturbs her, but, like, it has made it very difficult for even when she's not on the battlefield for her to calm down. Right. Because she just sees violence and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, does your pilot respect the other player's pilot? I think Yes. I don't know. Um, okay. I know Signal Static respects Robin's, like, skill. Absolutely mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know if Signal Static respects, like, anyone's reason for fighting. You know? She just doesn't think like that. Okay. Um, so, I guess, like... I think she would find it very frustrating if if I, I guess I guess the answer is yes, but it's not a big yes, right? Like if she like Amro Ray would drive her crazy, right? Right. Amro <laughs> Ray, a person who if she asked like why are you fighting and he said, I don't know, I don't want to die, she would hate that. Mm-hmm. But as long as you feel like you you want to be fighting and you know why you're fighting i think she's down with that and it's not it's not you know like capital r respect but it is like okay i can work with this you know i think it's a similar thing for robin truthfully like you it's hard like i think most people would write off single static because she traveled across the galaxy to have this petty fight Mm -hmm. you know but i think robin on some level respects that and respects the idea that like 
Like, she wants to see this resolved. And it's hard to stay in a war as long as these two have and remain a true believer, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's also there's it it makes sense that neither of these neither of these are are people that are like well if you're not an idealist what are you doing it's like no that's the idealist died a long time ago or they found something more productive to do with their time right all right well it's auction time then isn't it yep uh I won the season one or the scene one auction so I can only raise two times you can raise three first our our opening our our we're, we're paying the, the basic the anti ape the the you know first thing um I think um I will just just for the pace of it I think um I'm going to my my buy-in here is going to be uh shoulder beam cannons signature okay. two okay um i think it makes sense that at this point of the battle the mecha are going to start getting real damage to them mm-hmm. um and i think that i will anti um the armor plating on the uh or the because we defined this as like a really tough mecha yes yes very very like strong armor right and i think that i like it would we call it a signature of the nulla sure i think that's fair yeah i think um i think i'm bidding that because as this fight goes on, in the metaphor of the fight go on, goes on. What about on. as as tactical tactical specialty? Hmm. What about as its tactical specialty? Because it's it's usually called a signature weapon, and I don't think that's a weapon. Oh, okay, okay. Tactical specialty. Yeah. Um. Let me just write that down real quick. Because mm-hmm. I think there, you know, there has there was some you know initial feeling out with the melee weapons, and now like. Uh, signal is trying to get in a good mix of like of like range because there comes a point in any in basically any duel unless it's really one sided where the ranged option becomes irrelevant, right? Right. Um, and so she's kind of trying to get in while the getting's good. Um, and like she's doing a, a fair bit of like mid range like shots with the beam cannon, seeing if she can soften things up before before it all sort of degrades into the the closer long term melee. Right. And I think, like, the metaphor of this fight is, like, things are starting to become stripped away mm-hmm. as these two combatants are starting to become, like, more honest with each other in this fight. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason I'm, anti, you know, bidding with the heavy armor is because, like, I feel like it is robin allowing himself to become more invested in the fight you know what i mean mm, sure and it's like like the fire is growing inside of him and on that note i will raise the plasma axe Oh, you're going to break it? Yes. 
I think that like in my like in my mind I feel like you know I I don't know about you but I feel like eventually this fight is going to come down to like fisticuffs if that makes sense it might well do that yeah yeah so I feel like I'm raising the plasma axe as like while this weapon is an extension of myself, I am also letting that part go. Mm. And eventually it's going to become more like, you know, things are just a little bit more raw and emotional when you fight with your fists. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, hmm. I... <sighs> I'm going to match and raise because I want to um I want to specifically match a, a like this this uh destroy with a destroy. Mm-hmm. Um so I think um I think it's like we get the shot of like the the cannon fire and like the the beam cannons and like Robin is not shooting back, right? Robin mm-hmm. is trying to close the distance and I think we get a good shot of like signal pushing her luck and being like i can get one more good shot in and the axe like slams into a beam cannon as it is firing and they're both sort of blown clear the the cannons are fucked and so is the axe right um so that's matching it and then raising um is just i'm trying to figure out what to call these it's the mobility system um, mm-hmm. because I think that's part of like how she recovers and gets back into the fight. Um, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to call them feather verniers. Okay. Cause I feel like that's evocative and doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, it is, it is a machine that like, like it does have like, sort of like, I think they're folded on the back. They're not as, that are not as displayed as the princess in waiting, but it does basically have like elegant, like wing boosters. So, um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's tumbling, like, you know, tail over tea kettle from the explosion of the beam cannons. I think it, I think, um, it's, it's okay, but it is handling much worse than, than the explosion of the axe because the axe just wasn't physically, physically attached to its shoulder. Um, right. And then the uh, the the feather verniers kick in, and the like the tum- like the tumble slows, and then it sort of catches itself, and it's just levitating in the air. Um, and I assume she probably pulls out the swords again and, and tries to go for it. Right. Uh, your your bid. I think that this is um. Trying to think of the things that the Nulla has that I can. I mean, you can declare more things. The thing about the Nulla is that it's it's supposed to be just like so many guns. (laughs) Um, It just has it has a a ridiculous number of armaments, so you can always declare more. Um, Could declare some utility equipment. You could declare it's like its appearance. Also, you can burn personal resources here, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think. 
I I think if I remember the rules correctly, if I raise here, I win the scene. Yeah, if you match and raise, you win. Right. I think that this is a time for Robin's stability to go out the window here. Okay. Because he is like, he's ready to become a fighter again. You know? Mm-hmm. And that is going to that's going to cost him. Like he had something simple going on. He had something easy going on. You know, just be an engineer. Just be in the background. Don't raise your head too high, right? Mm-hmm. You don't. You know, if you don't raise your head too high, you can't get it cut off. You know. Sure. But this battle is freeing something inside of him, and it's like. He remember on some level. He's really enjoying this, hmm. and is like, I want to keep fighting again. I want to. I can't just sit back anymore. Uh huh. Well, I'm gonna raise my gender. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 your raise actually, because right now we're we're uh, ostensibly tied. You know, obviously we'd have to analyze the weight of it if you stopped now and see which one we thought was more weighty. Um, but you could just raise one more time and and settle it if you want. Um, can I raise by like defining something or sure? Yeah. Um, I want to raise. Um by defining um okay i feel like one thing that'd be you know those um do you ever see pacific rim yeah remember striker eureka's like wrist blades sure i think that the nulla has those and those come out because you know if the plasma axe was an extension you know the plasma axe was an extension of itself but it was still detached mm-hmm. the wrist blades are much more attached like if something happens to them there goes your you know there goes some significant machinery okay that makes sense and that i think is one of its maybe special weapons Let's or, let's call that uh, utility equipment. Utility, okay. All right. Well, then that means you win scene two. Uh, what do you what do you want for the win? Um. So I cross out stability and plasma axe, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how to strike through in a document, so I'll just uh, delete them. Alt Shift F five or Alt Alt Shift five. Excuse me. Not F. I got it. Okay. Um. So I can either do harm or cause something for the war itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm.
I think maybe I am feeling like, again, this is happening in the background. Maybe the glass specter deals a serious blow to the Volk. Okay. All right. I like that. Because I think what happens is like the glass specter has been cornered in a way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they say about like cornered, you know, cornered animals, they become more dangerous. Right. And I think the glass specter makes some desperate moves that pay off in some way. Like, I think, um, if I may draw upon some, like, not much used world building. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things that has come up is that if you want, if you're on Aurea, there are two ways to leave Aurea, basically. Well, three, I guess. One is to join, like, a, a, like a merchant group that's approved, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trader Obsidian. Uh, the other is to join the Glass Spectre. And the third is to actually join the Valk. Because they will allow that. Okay. And I think the Spectre has, I mean, it was sort of a sort of low-key established. The Spectre has people in the Valk because of this. Because turns out when you're recruiting people from your oppressed population, they may not always have your interests at heart. Right. Um so I think there is yeah, there's a there's a battle where like there is some sabotage from inside and and yeah, the um the Valk gets hit real hard. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I feel like during this battle, like Robin lands like a particular blow and is intercut with like an exploding Valk starship. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're on to scene three then, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So I think we're um the 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 planet has turned such and you can see like I think sensors uh on on your like on your ship like pick up um uh, like a, a broadcast because you're right next to this monitoring station, right? Right. And the monitoring station station is like basically broadcasting a warning, um, which sort of like it's 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 high level. It sort of forces its way on, and it's up in the corner. You can ignore it, but uh, the planetoid Vulcan is finally collapsing into the sun. And in the corner, you can just see that that you know crumbling, massive chunk of rock like breaking up even faster and falling into the surface of the sun. Uh the observers from Rexerva Navalia are in um much more simple white and black mobile suits around the perimeter called courtiers and they're just standing there documenting everything. Um the top of the mountain has, you know, like busted weapons of various sorts sort of stuck in the ground and chunks of armor and, and metal. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in in the sector, uh, 
the Valk is, is, is struck of a moment of like, wait, we have to, you know, like we're still fighting the Meridian. We have this stuff going on. We have to decide what to do here. Right. Mm-hmm. But between Robin and static, well, signal, why did I call her by her last name? Um, right. Uh, I think um, just declaring my my opening my 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 bid for the first time, um, right up the top, we finally get the the tactical specialty, the signature, really, of uh, the uh, Ultima Ratio Regine, the like. I forgot what I called them. I, mm. Maybe I did never come up with a name for them. Basically, they're little like beam sabers that turn on around like the waist and spin around it's virtual spiral swords essentially yeah yeah i'll just call them spiral swords why not spiral swords why not uh and she had been holding them until now because she knew once she turned those on that kind of like there wasn't going once she turned those on she just had a feeling of like the fight the fight isn't going to have another quiet moment after these come out right Um, so what does your pilot want from the other player's pilot? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, do you have an answer? I do, but I don't want you to copy me. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, for signal, just an ending. Right, I mean that's always yeah. what it's been about for her, and I think she would prefer to win, but she would accept an ending where she lost as long as she as as long as like she wants both of you to be fighting to the point where like you're not just punching each other like the hands are breaking off. As long as we get to that point, and then someone dies, she'll be satisfied. I think Robin wants. I, I think he's partially getting it, and it was to like rekindle that, like, you know. I keep mentioning like the flame, you know, because mm-hmm. I like to think it's very evocative, you know. I think he what he wants from Signal is a reason to keep fighting. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that puts a lot on on the ending, doesn't it? <laughs> I think. Uh, well, I think it would be like. I think he would. He wants that reminder as to why he was fighting. I guess. Gotcha. And I think Signal is giving that to him in some way. Because, you know, having signal around is simple. You just fight her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you think of each other if you had met in more peaceful times? I think for signal, kind of nothing, right? Right. Like... 
it's not like it's impossible to conceive of a version of Signal where she isn't obsessed with fighting. It's totally possible to conceive of that. But in that world, she is just a person who is, like, I mean, she's probably like a bookworm, right? Mm-hmm. She's a person who's caught up in her own interests. And, like, if other people force themselves into her life, she can take an interest in them. But if they don't, she just walks past them, right? And I think, like, the AU, right? Where, like, the, the high school AU, right? they don't even really talk. They pass each other in the hallway once or twice. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a reason for Robin and Signal to interact, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that... I don't know. I could I could see like in a world where it wasn't about fighting, there could still be maybe. I mean, you can you know just an idea. Maybe uh, Robin would have some level of respect for the intensity that she brings to things. Yeah, I was actually thinking that it would be kind of a one sided sort of respect. Mm. It would be a scenario in which. It would be a scenario in which Robin respects this person, but he also has his own things going on. Mm -hmm. And it's just sort of like, if we're going with this high school AU sort of thing, I think it would be, he's like, modestly interested in what this person brings to the table, but also he has his own shit going on. Sure. If you did leave the war before this final battle, what would be waiting for you? Left the war. As if this final battle never took place? Yeah. Well, I think for Robin, it would just be a life on the sidelines, you know? Mm. You know, just working on these machines until like until the day he dies basically and be that from like how he dies who knows but i think it would just be a life in which he doesn't you know his head doesn't rise above you know Uh uh-huh yeah but there would still be that void or that fire inside of him that he just can't put out. I think for Signal, if she were able to make the choice, like I've talked about what would happen if like the war just, if, if war just ended, you know, not mm-hmm. of her volition. But if she was able as a person to make the choice to leave, if she was able to have that kind of, of growth, I think she'd actually be plenty happy i think she like i can imagine her like becoming like a pro racer or something and just or like some other some other form of like sportsman and just enjoying that if she was able to get over the war part of it there are plenty of other ways she could satisfy that drive i think but you know i don't think she's ever going to get to that right And that's kind of her tragedy. Yeah. 
All right, what's your buy-in? Well, I think... I think my buy-in is since uh since signal activated the spiral blades uh-huh i think he decides it's time to like you know close the distance and allows his armor to just get shredded from this okay and that's special tactical specialty heavy armor is going to be destroyed uh oh sorry actually you can't do that oh i can't uh, for your for your buy-in, it has to be a define. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Don't worry. We've got lots of raising we can do. Sure. Sure. Let me see. I'll go ahead and put that down as your first raise, though. I assume that's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Um. <laughs> trying to think what I can define. I could define. I could. Hmm. Could do a signature maneuver. Hmm. I could do that. Well, I think... I think Robin's, like, signature was, like, fighting at a distance, you know? Mm. I mean, I think I think that's like where he got a lot of his success was using those heavy cannons. Like when he destroyed that ship or when he was fighting signal, you know, using the myriad of ranged weaponry on his ship, you know, I mean, the first time you fought signal, the way you beat her was you cut her arm off, I believe. Well, her Mecca's arm. That is true. Well, it was like, Like, her mecha got destroyed, if I recall. Yeah, um, it did eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it was... Like, using the heavy cannon or using the grappling hook to, like... Well, there was the grappling hook. That was also a signature. Wasn't that Jen's signature? No, that was mine. Maybe you both had them. I think I want to define something only to, like, it's going to be destroyed during the scene. <laughs> sure, sure. And I think, honestly, it was, like... I remember, like, Robin having a lot of success when he swapped over to Watkins and took, like, long-range shots, you know? Right. Okay. And I think... So just is, do like signature two. Yeah, signature signature two 
long-range tactics. But I think it'll become very evident that that is not going to be an option. That's going to be destroyed. Yeah, do you want to burn that before the armor then? I want to burn that before the armor, sure. Because, so like a raise and a raise and a destroy, or not raise, buy in, and then my first raise will be that. Okay. Um, And... Let me see. I think I will destroy the uh, the Feather Vernier mobility. I think the shots effectively like cripple the uh, the Regine's ability to to stay like super agile. Like it's it's dodging those shots at first, but eventually it just gets a gets a good hit in. Um, and I think. Um, the Regina, Regina is like able to like with a last like spurt close the distance so that it just isn't just like stuck at a, at a long range. But um, mm-hmm. but those things give out. Um, they took a few hits and then like she pushes them too hard, and they just they just pop. Um, and then to pair with um, the heavy armor burn rays that you're about to do, which is yeah, which we defined earlier. Um. I think I'm I think it just makes sense to burn the spiral swords. I think those two kind of negate each other. Okay. Uh so now we are even. Um I guess we have both raised twice, so we each have one raise left. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like what this is my vision of what might happen. Um, I feel like I'm going to raise the wrist blades. Okay. Um, because now it is down to just we're in close range. I'm using the wrist blades. You're using your swords and. Uh huh. I think that, like, I think, I feel like, you know, chunks of armor are just being sliced off, you know, like, by each other. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, like, this has become an all-out brawl. Yeah. I don't want to burn the swords to destroy the swords because I want whoever wins to have the swords. Okay. That's my specific reasoning. Um, So I think... Let me see. What do I define? Okay. Um, I'm going to define for my last thing because I can't do anything else. Um, uh, Utility equipment reinforced frame because I think you shear 
the Regine down to, like, at least in parts, like, down to a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no armor left. There are essential pieces of electronics that have been cut off. I think, like, the cockpit, like, has been partially sheared. You can see uh, Signal sitting in there. Um, but the grip on the swords does not waver. Right. So that's that's the auction. Who won? Scene three. Um and neither of us can raise either more? No, we only get three raises. That's right. We both burnt those. Uh-huh. And I mean, you know, if we if we had more we would just keep matching each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Can I say what I think should happen? Sure. And we can I, decide I how we want to do that. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of. And, and what this means we could get into in the ending. If you, if you like mm-hmm. this. Um, but. I do think like the like finally one of the arms breaks off of the Regine. Uh-huh. The other one still has its sword, but um Signal goes in anyway and just like basically like punches the cockpit with what's left of the wrist. Mm-hmm. And Robin like slams backwards against the inside of the cockpit. And goes unconscious for a moment, and Watkins opens the eyes. Hmm. Not into it. I I don't know. I I think I think this is like. I I like the idea of like the slam happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my vision is like both cockpits become exposed and I I don't think Watkins comes back. Okay. Not in this, not in this particular scene. I don't think it, I I think there could be a more, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I want this to just be a fight between signal and Robin. Okay. And I feel like I feel like it it'll come it comes to this like standstill where I was envisioning like Robin and Signal see each other again and are like one of them is maybe satisfied with the result because this has become like because they both know that they could just keep going 
Yeah. Where it is a... Because I don't think... I think in his heart of hearts, like, he doesn't want to kill Signal. Hmm. Like, he knows that he... He knows that... That sort of thing can happen. And knows that it's a possibility. But on some level wants to see Signal fight another day. It's hard for me to imagine Signal stopping. Huh. Because I think what would happen if if we went with your initial idea, I think if Watkins woke up, Watkins would just kill her. Yeah, totally. I think that's right. But it wouldn't be by Robin's hand. Yeah. I think on... And I think she would prefer if Robin was the one who did it. You know? I mean, yeah, I don't think she'd ever know, but... But, yeah, if she did know, she per- certainly would prefer that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh... I mean, does she kill Robin? I think if she tried to kill Robin, Robin would try to kill her. Okay, because she would. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who who's... I, th- I think we just go by whose wager we think is more weighty. That's who wins. both mostly just doing equipment here. Yeah. But Robin has given up any chance of having that quiet life he thought he wanted, you know? Yeah. He is like, like the moment he gets back, he's like, I'm going to have to keep fighting because this is what I do now. I can't just, I can't just sit back anymore. And as much as he, as much as he wishes that he could keep fighting Signal forever, he knows it has to come to an end. Yeah, maybe there's a moment where, like, where Robin is satisfied, right? Robin is like, okay, I think we fought to a standstill here, and then Signal tries to go in on it again, and just on reflex, Robin finishes it. I feel like a 
like a really dramatic way that this finishes is Ooh. that okay. both uh my here's my idea then you okay. give me your idea my idea is that for a second they both stand out of the cockpits and she goes for a gun and is like i'm gonna finish you off you know from here right now but robin is just faster on the draw that's and is good and he's like and it's like he like he knows that you know signal has like a few seconds of consciousness left and he goes was it what you hoped for I think I think she says I didn't really know what to hope for but that was alright I guess and she you know like I think she looks like she has one more thing she wants to say, but she's gone. Robin puts away the gun and just thinks that he knows that it is On some level, he hopes that he gets the sea signal again, even though he knows that that's not going to happen. But I think... Right, well, it's it's ending time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, which faction won the war? Hmm. I have an answer to this that I think might work. Okay, shoot. I think Aurea joins the Meridian Republic of Republics. Okay. It's part of a larger group, and now, like, the war... You know, the war has changed, but it's no longer a war for independence, you know? For, for right. liberty. It's like, no, we've we've sort of figured out our situation. The blockade is over. Um, and now we're just part of a, a big kind of incompetent massive government <laughs> right yeah I think and it's now down to like it's now down to the Meridian and the Volk but I think and I think that I, I feel like it's one of those victories that, like, Robin doesn't even know about for the longest time. Yeah. You know? Uh, what do your pilots think of their motives on their data files now? Hmm. I think for 
signal like it's kind of funny because it's 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 a it's a bit of a catch-22 right the way it went like she had some basically she had to die in this fight for it to be truly satisfying but that having mm-hmm. done she's good she doesn't really need to fight anymore that's good because she's dead she doesn't get to yeah. fight anymore but if, <laughs> yeah. if if it was like some you know like if it was a shonen anime right and you know like five episodes from now she woke up in a bed right She'd just be like, all right, I got that out of my system. Yeah. That's not going to happen. She's dead. <laughs> listener, right, right. listener, I'm not going to show any enemy. This, this isn't common writer. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like, oh, this character's really popular. We need to bring her back. <laughs> um, I think, I think Robin's motivation stays the same. Because I think it's grown, I think it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but I think that he has that drive to fight again, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like, he wants to keep fighting now. And also, did they achieve their goals? I think we kind of answered that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to the next question, um, I think the, the Rex Servo Navalia team comes in, right? Your two machines are sort of standing immobile, um, Mm -hmm. and you're standing in the, in your cockpits while she's lying dead in hers. Um, and they come up and they start just sort of like, it's, 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 if you weren't in the emotional state you were, it would almost be funny, I think, to see these, like, they have their, like, their, you know, like, they have a combination, like, sword rifle that is slung on their back out of the way, and they're, like, cleaning up. It's these, like, these pretty elegant war machines, like, being janitors for your battlefield. Right. Um, and one of them walks up to you and opens the cockpit, and just says, uh, congratulations on your win. Thanks, I guess. We appear to be short a test pilot now. Well. And I look at the state of the Nulla. <laughs> And it's like, well, I appear to be short of mech, so... We have very good engineers. If you're looking for a job. Let me sleep on it. They nod. And turn back to... And they turn back and they're like, okay, uh, folks... Uh, let's, let's wrap it up. I start, you know, trying to trying to wrap up the the cleanup. What will the next war be fought over? Hmm.
Well, I think this is going to be a conflict between, you know, the Meridian and the Valk, and it's going to escalate. It is, but we also can consider, we've talked about in a faction game, Mm -hmm. that the Meridian is kind of losing its grip on its, its member states to an extent. Right. I don't know it could be it could be a combination external internal like there could be some civil wars going on at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Some real fate of the fate of the galaxy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Will either of your pilots be a part of it? Robin? Most definitely. And it signals dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there are ways in which signals influence will be felt, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it's time to describe a, a short image of your pilot after scene three. Hmm. I'll let you have the last one. So you're the you're the player character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I feel like this is like a scene where he where Robin So I think he had that headband on to hide like a scar from like the impact uh-huh. you know Yeah And I think what happens is that he removes the headband and trims his hair you know straightens himself up a little bit looks himself in the mirror and really starts to contemplate his next step. I think he, I think he, and he spends like, he spends a fair amount of time in this state, you know? Mm-hmm. I think uh, we get uh, a a young girl. She's in. Uh, it seems like some sort of like military bunk or something, right? She's she's in a military facility, and uh, she is sitting down with an envelope, and she opens it up, and it's a death notice for her big sister signal static and she crumples up it in her hand and presses a like closes her eyes presses a, a, her her fist with the letter crumped up it into her forehead and she says you idiot uh and uh <laughs> saber static 
in season two. <laughs> Saber stuff. There we go. And do you want do you want one more? Sure. One more question? Yeah. Well, just yeah, one more one more little picture of, of Robin's life now. To be honest, I don't know what that looks like yet. <laughs> um but I think he spends time reflecting and really just kind of he he wonders to himself if like if he's going to end up like signal one day you know i think that is like i think that's like kind of like an image that he's going to keep in his head you know because I think he, on some level, even though that she was a huge pain in the ass for him, <laughs> he liked her on some level. Do you know who Robin's going to be fighting for? Or is that still <sighs> still figuring that I one think, out? I think he's still figuring that one out because I'm still figuring that one out. But Robin is definitely going to be fighting again and I think down at the base of this mountain on Venus there are still some pieces of of the battle that are strewn about further down that didn't get cleaned up it's fine the acid rain will take care of them right Mm -hmm. but there are also some pieces that are older from some previous incident. And there is a funny looking box that has ended up on top of a large rock. And for a moment, the rock flickers and splits into three rocks, spreads out and then reconvenes. (laughs) And we cut to black. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for playing Last Shooting with me. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's the the true end of season one. Uh, Today I will experience catharsis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, That's a cool game. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I would love to play it sometime without so many things predefined. One of the things, it it is a bit... It is slightly too bad that we came in with so many things we already knew because I think part of the fun of this game is how much you can how much you can define so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it with with the little changes we made, it did a great job of of bringing to a close this uh, this rivalry that was never really resolved. Right. Uh, well, uh, Kyrie, we usually don't do this, but why don't you go ahead and tell people where folks can find you on the internet? You can find me at Kyrie A page on twitter.com. That's where I post my stuff. That is where you will find out about the things I do on Scanline Media that I usually, whenever I'm part of a podcast or I write something, that's where you're going to find it. So, I don't know. Give me a follow. That'd be great. 
All right. I'd appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Six. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. This was, you know, this was like, this is a very, you know, it's so funny. Like, these kinds of games are very, like, there's a very intimate type of game. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you um, opening up and, like, we were basically opening up about these characters that we have attachments to. Yeah. And I think we made something interesting here. I wanted Signal Static to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that's just that's just not how it's gonna go. Uh-huh. Uh and and let me tell you, Saber Static is not the same character. Uh, it's not I'm not <laughs> like well it's her not, identical it's not twin sister. <laughs> With a cowboy hat. Uh but and also, season two is going to be a long ways away, I bet. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at 6detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. But mostly, I would go to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash for my work. In fact, unless you're pirating this, which, you know, if you are, I wish you hadn't. But, you know, that's them, them's the breaks. Um, look, if you're, if you're pirating it, like, look, just how much is it to get Oops All Anime? It's a dollar. I mean, this is four dollars. This one's four. This is four dollars. I'm just saying, it's like if you do pirate, if you pirate it and you like it, just you know what, kick in at a dollar. You'll get a lot of good stuff that way too. I have seen people give us a dollar for a month and then disappear, presumably because they just listen to all the oops and like you know what, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for your support. If indeed you are not a pirate, which you probably are not, uh, we appreciate it. We I. Scanline Tabletop has been a bit quieter so far this year. Um, been a lot going on in our lives. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I, I am really looking forward to to ramping it up. I got got some got big plans. And yeah, I uh, got yeah, I got some big plans too. Just very, very happy we were able to to put a better a better bow on. Uh, on uh, Star Sun Distance, because you know, eventually you got to take bows off and open the present again, right? Exactly. But until we do, we'll see you in the stars. See you in the stars. <laughs>